It's July 3rd, 2017, and this is the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast. What makes an after-school program for kids succeed? To try to find out, I visited EJ Zane, founder of the startup Maker Kids Lab in Austin, Texas. At Maker Kids Lab, EJ teaches hands-on science, technology, engineering, art, and math to kids of mixed ages in her after-school program. She shares a lot of what she's learned starting a new business in kids' education. I'm your host, Pius Wong. I visited EJ Zane in a South Austin elementary school a little while ago, in the middle of one of her classes for her after-school program called Maker Kids Lab. Each of you guys are going to get a power source. What do I mean by power source? Battery! About 20 kids were grouped around different tables in the colorful classroom as EJ started explaining what they were going to build that day. Do not be rough with these. You only get one motor. One student was in the middle of figuring out how to connect a circuit together. Now, all I need to do is... No, I'm done. I'm almost done. That afternoon, EJ had three young adult helpers roaming around the room, guiding kids to put together what EJ called a scribble bot, a makeshift device made of a styrofoam cup, a small vibrating motor, a battery, masking tape, ballpoint pens, and other household objects. When kids connected the battery, the whole scribble bot would shake and bounce quickly up and down on top of a piece of white paper on the table, peppering the paper with colorful and messy dotted patterns. Here, Amber's connecting the battery to the motors and it's scribbling something. I spoke to Miss Riley, one of the helpers, who confirmed that classes were always as noisy and kinetic as today, with the kids constantly moving around and doing things. I've always been around kids, so it's really easy for me to teach them. I have like four younger siblings, so it kind of comes okay. natural to me helping a bunch of kids. Sure, at once. sure. Yeah, I had noticed like when I came in here, this is kind of freaking me out. Yeah, a it's bit, a little but, overwhelming. But you're, it looked but... like you all were calm. You see yeah, this many times. Yeah. All right. Liking kids is definitely a big plus. Um, that was Miss Nicole, another helper who explained what it takes to be good at teaching kids in a situation like this. Uh, just like letting them ex learn themselves and then helping out. Don't try to do it for them because if you try to do it for them, then the learning process is taken away. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really fun to watch and just see how their brain turns. And yeah. They're just like, oh, if I do this, it'll touch. If I do this, it'll touch. She found a moment to explain to me the big picture here through all this activity. I think for, like in school you have a curriculum that you learn. After school programs are to still enhance the learning process but to have fun at the same time. So like we have a color robot. So sure. you're learning how to like, like you still have fun with it but you're still learning how to build a robot. Granted, I'm not saying school is not fun. I'm not saying some, some that. Some people say that. Some, some people say that, but I'm I not know saying that. I yeah. like, yeah. Shocker. But um, I just think because they get to interact with kids that aren't their own age, and the older kids help out the younger kids a lot. And so okay. it's a different learning environment than being in a class full of kids your own age. These kids joined the program after hearing about it from their parents and their friends. 
This is my first semester at this. Oh, wow. And why'd you join? Um, because my friends, um, Claire, um, encouraged me to do it. Right here. So would you have done it if, like, your friend didn't tell you that it was cool? Well, if I didn't know that this was here, then I wouldn't have known that I could do this. But what do you think now that you're in it? It's awesome, because we made our own clock, a very, an actual working clock. What? By the looks and sounds of it, EJ and her team at Maker Kids Lab were engaging these kids. So you don't just do, like, robots, you do other stuff? A lot of other stuff. And would you tell, what would you tell other kids about this program? It's all about, it's awesome. (laughs) Well, it is. I sat down with EJ later to talk about her new venture. Nicole, one of EJ's helpers, joined partway. My name's EJ Zane, and I run Maker Kids Lab. It's an after-school maker hour program that uh, happens at this location. So, um, and I started Maker Kids Lab because I saw a need for it at our home school, which is the school Baranoff Elementary. I asked for a maker space, and I was told no. And uh, I, I just am not... Uh, good with taking no for an answer and uh, <laughs> asked around asked my friends do you want a makerspace here and uh, so uh, th- this is my solution and for maker kids lab can you talk a little bit about the the history of it how it started and sure. um, so basically uh, I've been making all my life just as as many moms do especially with four kids mm. so I, I and I think it was like maybe when my son was born he's eight now um, I really started getting into more technical aspects of making, uh, like circuits and engineering type projects, which I had never tried before. <laughs> I have three girls and one boy, and, okay. and so, um, and so that kind of got me making and got me really interested in uh, making with kids in the maker movement. And I didn't even know there was a movement. Like, oh, this this is called something, you know? And so. That's how that started with uh, doing those projects. And uh, I've just been always someone who, you know, I I don't think that projects are out of my reach. I feel like if there's an Arduino project that I want to attempt or a soldering project um, or, you know, carpentry, Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn how to do it. So I'm trying to at least... um, with this class, I'm trying to give students the confidence in their STEAM abilities. STEAM being obviously, you know, you know. Yeah, the people listening should, should know. I've used that acronym a lot, but yes, yeah, awesome. science, uh, <laughs> technology, engineering, arts, and math. Yes, okay. and uh, so, and I really encouraged girls when I started this to enroll because because they they seem to have the arts down. You know, and to, if I could generalize, they seem to have the arts down. Hmm. But in terms of science and tech, th- I feel like there's just a little gap. And so when I asked around, I, I do my research before I start anything, any project, but I asked around and I said, well, when is the soonest they could have a makerspace before I started this? I was told middle school. And that's a maybe even. Depends on the middle school. Depends on if someone's going to always be there to teach it going to have the funds 
going to have the curriculum mm-hmm. and the space. Like these schools are overcrowded. The public schools are overcrowded. A lot of them. Some of them aren't, but this one here happens to me. And so they don't even have a dedicated space mm-hmm. just for making. And I am just a problem solver, and I encourage my students to problem solve. To um, I, and I think that elementary school is a place where not only do you go to learn academics, but you should learn ways to help yourself, ways to uh, feel empowered, um, to feel like things are within your reach. And I don't know if that's always in the traditional curriculum. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I do also teach entrepreneurism early. Uh, I encourage them to be charitable. I encourage them to think about other aspects of not just a business as in an idea, you know, like making something and going to market, but, you know, think about what you consume versus what you're making yourself. Think about uh, the global aspects of okay. of consumerism and, uh, you know, in layman's terms, obviously. So this is this is a business, but it's actually it's also really in your community is what it's sounding like. Absolutely. Okay. Um, it, it is a business, first and foremost. Um, but that said, I really wanted it to be, you know, a kind of a mini movement of the maker movement in which I am hoping that if there's another adult that wants to have this at their school because they were told, no, we can't, mm-hmm. then I want to be able to say, hey, you know, come talk to me. Let's get one going, yeah. you know, and it, it does involve a commitment. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're just listening to all the cha- That brings me to my next question. Like, what are some of the challenges that you faced? You, you kind of touched on it already, but what are the challenges in getting something like this going? And if a parent or somebody wanted to get your program or just another program, what should they expect to overcome? Well, first, you'd be surprised, um, even in Austin being a tech city, how many parents, when you talk about maker culture, um, and I wasn't too far ahead of this either. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing was maker movement stuff. So there's still a lot of parents that go, what is that? Hmm. Um, they still call my class um, like lab. <laughs> it's maker it's just, kids lab, but they'll oh, say okay. it's lab, you know, um, and a lot of them don't, don't know. And a lot of them do. A lot of them mm-hmm. very savvy and are very like, oh, you know, is there a waiting list? Because I want to make sure my kid is in this program. Yeah, so yeah. It, you run the gamut, and I'm happy to just fill that space after school with extended learning time, but making it fun. Like, that's our big emphasis because they've been in school all day. Yeah. You know, I encourage them. They can get up and walk around. They can get up and uh, help each other. We do the four C's of project-based learning. So. Um, I encourage collaboration, communication. They've got the creativity down. They're mm-hmm. so good. Um, and the critical thinking, you know, we work on those aspects. I, I tell them, you know, let's think about a design. Like, what do you have in mind for, like, when we did a fiber optic lesson, um, I said, what do you, what could you do? Like, what do you use day to day that, you know, we use fiber optics and what could you do with fiber optics? And I just try to get them. You know, is is that your background? Do you? It sounds like you talk like a teacher in a way, it, both in the classroom, but the way you're talking about it now. I'm thinking, oh, that reminds me of a bunch of teachers that <laughs> I've met because engineers don't always talk like that. No, um, <laughs> I find uh, it's funny that you say that because a lot of people think I am a teacher, and I used to substitute teach in another state. Hmm. Um, my background, I don't have a formal engineering degree. 
Uh, I just have been doing this for a while. Like I've made lamps for my kids. I've made, uh, my son wanted a, a birthday cake, fire truck birthday cake with working lights. And uh, I figured out how to do it. And all the kids at the party were like, Mom, make that for me, to their moms. They're like, thanks a lot, EJ. Uh, so that's kind of um, my, yeah. So I come at this with, let's have fun and let's engage these kids so they don't go away thinking, gosh, that was just so hard and boring. Like, I yeah. want them to think that was challenging and stimulating and I'm proud of myself because of look what I made and mm-hmm. I didn't think I could do that. And now I know what a motor is or I know what a circuit is or I have faith that if something breaks in my own home that I can fix it instead right. of calling someone. And uh, it's just all these little things that add up to just a bigger uh, bigger picture of thinking, you know, a holistic view of who am I in this world? What can I contribute? What can I make money off of? What can I, you know, what can I do to be charitable and help those that are not as fortunate as myself? What can I build? What can I be an, an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur? If I work for a company, can I do something uh, and get a patent while I'm at this company? You know, there's just, there's a lot of little minds here that are forming. And sometimes the parents don't have either the resources or the the, the time and the, the, I mean, these kids also are scheduled you know some of these kids depending on what school you're at these kids this this one in particular these kids are scheduled they've got Mm -hmm. something after school they've got sports they've got clubs they've got all kinds of stuff you go to title one schools it might not be the same thing and Mm -hmm. um down the road i would like to also make this available to those kids you know because those parents need that help too yeah, I was wondering, like, I guess right now parents pay for this yes, completely. they do. So how can you make something like this available to more kids? Yeah, I've thought about that a lot, and um, I think the best way would probably be to go either public benefit corporation or nonprofit, have a nonprofit arm, um, hence makerkidslab.org. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that too, but um, just to in case. <laughs> And, uh, you know, partner up with foundations. Um, I'm also, like, I do a little bit of grants writing for Junior League on the side. Um, Hmm. And I'm not, I used to be a marketing director, so I'm not bad with the writing aspect. I'm very comfortable writing for grants if I have to do that. Um, I haven't even gone that way yet. Uh, This has been fully, like, a business. and I'm sure that alone takes a lot of effort. You don't it want to does. start doing more grant writing. Right. And, it mm. takes a lot of time. <laughs> and hence the the snail-like pace of just this school and then another school in the fall, um, which is would be will be in Buda, Elm Grove Elementary, which surprisingly, when I visited Elm Grove Elementary, they already have a makerspace in the library. Oh, really? Yes. And wow. they're literally 10 minutes away from here. Mm-hmm. So, but that's in Hayes County. So they get different funding, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. And it's very well done. And if you look on my Instagram, yeah. you'll see pictures of their makerspace. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I applaud that because the uh, what I've seen is just when the administration is behind making, they okay. make sure it's a priority, and the parents just love it. So. Even though, do you think the parents are different there? Like, w- are they more aware of that? or? Well, based on the research that I've conducted, 
parents here versus parents there, it seems like that demographic's slightly younger. Huh. <laughs> so I don't know if that has that, something to do with it. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So I know the the property taxes are higher at Hayes, and I heard their coffers are quite full compared to <laughs> compared to our school district. But they're more willing to fund probably a maker's space or or anything like that. Okay. Yep. And so each school is different, yeah. you know. So you just have to work with um, what you can. My kids go here, um, and uh, they I think they enjoy the fact that they can share their projects. Yeah. with their friends oh yeah like talking to the kids randomly in there I, it's interesting talking to kids because again i don't see that that often but um yeah they they gravitate towards their favorite project and then i was talking to your helpers as well i guess these are projects that you research and come up with i do i do um i do a lot of research yeah. a lot and i think that's why um you know even with the help that i have things kind of are just at an organic pace because i spent a lot of time uh, making sure that they're going to learn something that I want them to learn, um, that it's going to be engaging, mm-hmm. um, that it's something that they are able to do. And uh, so I also am learning so much from them that, you know, I have to incorporate what have they learned from me, what can I learn from them. I have to think about all these things in finding a project. Um, I knew they would love the scribble bots because they see like an immediate, mm-hmm. you know, reward after. Um, but we've made bots before. We made the bristle bots. Um, the little bug-like thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the DIY, like the hex right, bugs. Right. Instead of buying them at the store, I said we can make our own. And right. they really enjoyed that. And um, so, so I think that it's a lot, and I also make sure that they um, that they're going to, you know, just really. I guess my fir- I guess the best way to put it. I'm sorry if I'm so wordy. No, the no. The best way to okay. put it is, are they really going to love this? I want them to love it. That's interesting. Yeah, I want them to love it, and if they don't love it. I walk away from that class going, sure. oh, they didn't love it. You're very, I, I can tell you're very emotionally invested <laughs> yes. in that, too. Yes. So then, EJ, what's the future of what you're doing? Or what do you want? Besides opening, or not opening, but going to more schools, is there like a grander vision, you think? Or is it going to stay local? I tell you I have all of this mapped out, and I'm going to take over the... No. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so... I will tell you, Pius, that a little, I'm telling you a lot here. I had okay. a bit of tech envy. Tech envy? What yeah. is that? Us down here, down south, deep south, where I guess just you guys are up north where all the tech is. And there is a disconnect. South Boston. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see. There is okay. a disconnect where I was hearing of these really nice programs in Leander, School District, Round Rock. Mm, okay, I understand. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, well, now, how come we can't have that? <laughs> so that was part of it, too, is is I, I'm i like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make something cool, and I'm going to make it here for us Southies. That's what I'm going to do. So... <laughs> south austin pride yes yes because you know i just was feeling like we need some of that engineering love too you know tech shops up there yes i can never get to tech shop 
It's like yeah. I'd have a membership if I could get there. It's hard for me to get there, and I live in North Austin. <laughs> oh but yeah, um, but no, it's a cool place. But you're right. Like, why couldn't you have something like that here, or mm-hmm. let alone any other neighborhood in mm-hmm. another city? So I, I'd love to, like, have, like, a mini tech shop for kids, like a Maker yeah. Kids Lab retail. But I just know, like, the costs associated with that, so much overhead. And mm-hmm. and I imagine even tech shop, you know, has their overhead, like, it's probably pretty high. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think about these things as, like, a grander vision for down south. And I just keep thinking, you know what, where I really want to be is in the schools. So as far as I can be in the schools, I will just keep doing that. Um, we also do scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really fun. We did a virtual reality lesson with some Girl Scouts recently. Oh, wow. It was a lot of fun. And that was not yeah. on campus. That was actually at uh, my home office uh-huh. where we have a virtual reality station. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so that was, yeah, if my, if my kids in my class here knew that, they would be like, oh, Miss EJ. <laughs> I missed this week of learning how to make the bot. So I was learning along with the kids. So it's fun. Like, it's fun we for not just the kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> we get together and prototype once a week at the house. But, like, you learn with the kids. You're excited with them. You're you're too busy to be on your phone. These right. kids yeah, keep you, you on your to toes. Hands. Yeah, yeah, you have to be hands-on for sure. But it's fun. Like, I don't want to be on my phone. I want to be with the kids because their faces and their, like, yeah. like when they get it, their yeah. face, it, you're just yeah. like, I helped with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that makes, and that gives you fulfillment. You. Mm-hmm. They look up to you. Then they, lo- they start looking forward to seeing Miss Nicole, Miss Riley. If I have one teacher that's not there, they'll go, where's Miss Riley? <laughs> where's Miss Nicole? And I'm like, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> <laughs> we see you every week, Miss EJ. <laughs> no, when she was out a couple of weeks ago, they're like, well, why isn't Miss EJ here? And I'm like, she's working on a really big project. She said oh, she's sorry. I explained to them mm-hmm. why I missed that class because I was working. Um, I had gotten onto the, oh, I told you, yeah. SBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. the SBA contest, which I didn't win, but I gave it my all. You know what's cool about it is it made me really just dig my heels in, mm-hmm. look at my business model, uh, micro focus. And uh, that was good for me to do that. And I hadn't pitched in so long. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what, <laughs> working with the kids. That really helped my presentation. Really? Yeah. Because you they're can, the hardest critics ever. They are, and they're, they're <laughs> brutally they're honest. They're scarier than being in front of an auditorium of adults because they will. I had one. Mm-hmm. She raised her hand. Missy, James. I said, yes, Sarah. Why is your hair so messy today? I said, oh, is it? She goes, it's sticking up everywhere like a clown. I was like, oh, is it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's why I wear a hat now. But <laughs> but they are brutally honest. They're brutally honest, and they're not afraid to ask questions. And if, yeah. if it hurts your feelings, then <laughs> yes. get over it quickly. Yeah. How was your first day of it? Like, I'm just trying to think. Like- well, they looked at me, and they were just like, who are you right, and right. why is miss riley not here and i'm just like oh, wow. we're right. gonna build some dinosaur terrariums cool that's, okay yeah. it's making sense now because you got to prove yourself to these kids oh yeah all right you do and they're just like looking at me like Psh, i don't know you yeah they they yeah. do and they will go home and tell their parents that we got a new teacher her name is Miss Nicole. <laughs> they will nitpick if they if you yeah yeah i had they, a parent <laughs> go oh so you're miss nicole and i'm like oh <laughs> is that a good oh you're miss nicole or 
oh, you're mystical. And I'm like, all right. I'm a- it's got, technology is just going so crazy. crazy fast that I was listening to this podcast the other day, and it, there is an ad for self-driving car software architects or something like this. Mm-hmm. And the guy was just saying, like, can you believe there's an ad for for this kind of job? Like, who would who would have thought that like years ago? And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. And these kids are going to go out into the world mm-hmm. and go, hey, you know what? I kind of felt like that was coming. Like maybe I kind of got exposed to that in elementary school. Like that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just well, trying to plant a few seeds. One yeah. of the kids that got that seed planted. Gets the job. It gets the, it, is the engineer that that like figures it out yeah. and's like, I did I that. I learned about circuits. Or, I learned know, about this. That's what made me be, do this. They don't have to be engineers. Mm-mm. They can be scientists, chemists, teachers. They can be you know they can be a DIYer and be happy with that. And sell stuff on Etsy. I mean you know like there's just so many different in this day and age. There's just so there's many, many different ways. Yeah to be entrepreneurial or to be, you know, scientific or, I mean, it's just, you don't have to be an academic so much, quote unquote, academic anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if you have the combo, these kids have the combo of, you know, academics and then thinking outside of that academic box sometimes and getting their hands dirty, I think that really balances the student. All right, well, EJ, can you tell me how people can find out more about Maker Kids Lab? Sure. Uh, Facebook is the best. My website is going, um, is, oh, my website is such a disaster. <laughs> but um, Facebook, oh, Maker Kids Lab. Um, I'm brutally honest. Uh, Facebook, Maker Kids Lab. Instagram is good. Um, and I'll, why my website is undergoing is because I've had so many requests for tutorials. And that takes a lot of time. Yeah. So I have to go and reinsert those. And, um, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and they can call me, you know, like if they if uh, they have a question, they want to start something like this at their school and they're invested, okay. I will more than happily walk them through what they have to do. And it's definitely a commitment. You've got to love it. you mm-hmm. really got to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to love you gotta love kids. You gotta love. That's exactly what you were saying earlier. Yeah, exactly. What I told me. He's like, so what do you do to get into this? I'm like, you. Well, one, you have to love kids. You, you, do. you have Nicole, to. Like, she's. We've fortunate to have people like Nicole because she has worked with kids in youth group and church group like all her life. Mm-hmm. So that's what I also look for for teachers, and that's why I don't have many teachers. And so I, I try to grow my teachers organically and really handpick in certain organizations that I trust. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of that's my little HR secret. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, EJ, and yeah. thank you, Nicole, for popping thank in you. at the end. Of this was fun. That was EJ Zane, founder of Maker Kids Lab LLC in Austin, Texas, along with Nicole, one of her team members. For links to Maker Kids Lab or to other things mentioned today, check this episode's show notes. Thank you for listening. 
If you have a comment for me, you can message the show on Twitter at K12Engineering, and you can tweet me too at Pius Wong. Please rate and review the show on iTunes, follow the show on Facebook, and donate to the show on my Patreon. Maybe the show will continue. Find details at the show's website, k12engineering.net. Our closing music is from Late for School by Bleeptor under a Creative Commons attribution license. The K-12 Engineering Education Podcast is a production of my independent studio, Pios Labs. And you can support Pios Labs at www.patreon.com slash Labs. I'm really excited because it is that time again. The panel picker for the South by Southwest and South by Southwest EDU conferences is open. And it's going to be open till mid-July, meaning we, and you and me, like anyone listening, as well as me and Rachel and whoever, we can all submit applications to the South by Southwest conference in Austin, Texas next year, next spring. And just like last year, I'm sure it'll be a blast. I know that Rachel and I want to submit another session and we want it to be about live podcasting this show. We want to have a session where we can uh, not just have us, but maybe a special guest discuss in real time issues relevant to K-12 engineering. So should we talk about diversity in engineering teachers? Should we talk about underpayment of teachers in general, let alone underpayment of technology and engineering teachers? Should we talk about the teaching of calculus in engineering or the teaching of statistics to replace calculus in engineering? Should we talk about politics? Should we talk about the difference between Texas and New York and California? I mean, there's so many things we could talk about. We need ideas. So just giving you the heads up, we are going to apply for another session for next year's South by, and I hope that you are supportive and can vote for us. That would be super helpful. That is the news. Stay tuned for more later.